your local enterprise office, making it happen for Irish startups and small businesses at localenterprise.ie slash start. Welcome to the Making It Happen podcast series brought to you by your local enterprise office. I'm Conal O'Moran. In this episode, I'm joined by Neave Sherwin-Barry, co-founder of the Irish Fairy Door Company. And I started by asking her about setting up in the middle of a recession. It was the last chance saloon, to be honest. Um, it was a case of, for us anyway, we were just about, myself and my husband were just about to emigrate. Um, my dad had gotten sick just beforehand and only for the fact that he was sick, we would have emigrated before. So... 2013 was possibly the worst year for us Um, it was food on the table type of broke um, and it was it was it was now or never it was kind of like we either stay in the country or we don't and this was our last chance and you chose to become an entrepreneur well do you know what funnily enough I didn't I think kind of it chose me I was always I'm very bossy you see and I like to you know dance to my own tune I don't really like people telling me what to do so I was always kind of an entrepreneur I always was kind of dabbling in different things I had um uh, a a music business for under fives and um, it was kind of music classes so I'd been doing that previously my husband was also an entrepreneur um, and so was my business partner so we were all kind of I suppose you know some would argue that that was the reason that we were in such a bad state you know in the recession because we were uh, entrepreneurs because you know you're just you're so out on your own you know it's such a lonely existence and then obviously when things start to go wrong it's it's I think a little bit tougher. And in this series of podcasts, we are trying to keep it real. And you said lonely, tough, those kinds of words. Let's discuss that because it is not a marshmallow. It is not soft and fluffy. It's tough. Oh, that is that is putting it mildly. But the highs are very high. The lows are also very low. Um, and I think it's just from a, you know, it, it is a lonely road and um, and I think it's really important to know that at the very beginning that, you know, although you may feel alone a lot of the time, um, connecting with other people in the same boat um, is really, really valuable. And it really it really worked. It really helped us at the very, very beginning to know that we weren't actually the only one experiencing these ups and downs. And as is always the case, I think, in business, there have been a few changes along the way, because when I met you, first of all, it was a different business. And mm. since then, I think there have been two different, two other different businesses. It's forever evolving. That is business. It absolutely is. And something that we were probably, I would say, at the very beginning, very unprepared for. Um, I mean, essentially, this is my third child. You know, I have two actual babies at home, but this was my third baby. And I was so, so emotionally invested and still am. But the changes that come, as you said, as in, it's completely normal for business, um, we, we probably... Because I suppose it grew so quickly, um, we were a little bit um, shocked by it all. Yeah, definitely. Well, you might give me the appraisal of the business story because you well, let's just ask you about how did it all emerge or evolve? So we had, um, I have two children. I'd, um, uh, I think they were, they were fairly young at the time in 2013 and we had a fairy door. So what happened was I had been in America, um, myself and my business partner. Now, um, we had been in America pre-recession times when we were 
minted um, and we had gone over and we had been in this really random curio store it was upstate New York and it was one of those places where you could get like a, li- a, a loaf of bread in one aisle and the next one was like a revolver do you know that you know one of those really wonderfully eclectic um, shops it's gone now but we there was a woodwork area and we went in and we found these little shapes that essentially looked like doors and we put them up at home and the fairies moved in and our children were just loving it um and you know without being um really too um funny about it I suppose it was a dark time you know it was a dark time but then this little door was creating so much laughter and happiness and it was actually around the table and we were discussing it in in my friend's house and we were just saying you know what's your fairy doing what's my fairy doing and we were having fun with it and laughing was something we didn't do and as stark as that sounds and it was actually the sound of laughter that the two husbands that were sitting around we were actually drinking tea at the time and um they were like you know lads like this you know what are you laughing at what what are you talking about and we kind of they tuned into the conversation and we all decided then and there maybe we could make money out of this and give to other families what we have um enjoyed for the last four years so that's how it started it was like maybe we could make money out of this now I I will admit I went would you go one out of I did like I did because it was and I also felt a little bit um uh, protective of it because it was something that I loved so much and I was like no don't ruin it Do you know don't ruin it it was something so special between me and my children and um, but it was the, as it turned out it was the absolute opposite it was at the very beginning I mean one of my best memories is sitting around the table because we used to get the doors we used to paint them we used to decorate them we used to pack them and then send them you know and I remember the very first time that we got an order in um on the website the live the website was only live a few days and you know it was a woman called Helen Smith and we were all sitting there and I was like does anyone know Helen Smith you know or like and everyone went around the table I don't know her no I don't know her and it was our actual first order from someone we didn't know you know, because all of our friends and family were like, here, yeah, give us one of those, you know. But it was such a turning point. We were like, oh, my goodness, we don't know her. And you still remember her, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll never forget the feeling of it. And I forget walking to the post office that morning, you know, with with a few quid in the back pocket to send it. And it was such a it was such a pivotal moment, purely because it was a real realization that you're like, maybe we do have something here. And speaking of pivots, how did you make a hobby into a business? It went very quickly. Um, that's 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 to be honest now and as wonderful as it was um, it was it was very very quickly I think probably there's a lot of different reasons for it but I think um, the media really caught on very early because there was such little so little bad, good news to actually share at the time it's particularly in business that um, I was a writer in the independent caught in contact um, and she had a fairy door she had bought one and again like there's nothing stronger than when you see your own child with something you know so she was so involved and then it just kind of snowballed obviously we did every market we did every, like we were literally that Christmas we were out in the rain, hail and snow holding down the, I'll never forget the gazebo that we got. We'd know we could afford the gazebo, but we couldn't afford the weights for the gazebo. So we were like holding it while we were selling fairy doors. Um, again, one of those things that really stands out. But um, yeah, it was, it was, we were, we represented a huge amount of people um, our age at the time. And it was the light that people really wanted to actually hear about. So never, never mind the fact that we'd come up with something really lovely and really genuine. Um, we actually, people wanted to know about us too. 
Tell me about going into your local enterprise office and telling them that you were making fairy doors. Yeah, do you know, it was it was a funny one because my, my husband um, was in finance before um, and he so he kind of knew how to present something. He was in um, mortgages and pensions and, and life assurance. So he, he did know how to present something, thankfully. And he went in and said, listen, this is what we're doing and this is what we've sold so far. Um, and although, again, it always it's always better to speak to someone who has a child um, of the believing age because they're they're living it, do you know? The, the figures spoke for themselves. We said, like, here's what we've sold. Here's what we need to sell more. And they were in from day one, literally day one. How did they help you? Oh, a- apart from the encouragement you know because as soon as they realized what we were trying to do um, and what we had achieved so far um, not only um, it was Ina Coleman I remember her name was and not only her but everyone in her team um, just were like this is just amazing and obviously then it goes to decision makers and um, we want we applied for um, funding um, and we actually got at the time the maximum amount of funding you can get and we were told afterwards as well that it was a unanimous decision there was no nobody even rose a question or asked a question as to why you know elements different elements of our business um, um, you know what was working what wasn't it was like this is something special these people are something special and we really want to get on board and they did from day one what did that allow you to do oh it was again it was one of those memories you know because I I remember driving down the M50 and I had this little bluetooth earpiece at the time and Oshin rang and he said we're after getting the full amount and I remember going "What, what, what are you talking about what are you talking about and he was like the LEO office out Dublin just after hearing we're after being getting we're after getting the the grant and I was like I remember bawling and I had to pull over because it was monumental for us. It was like what we wanted to do was expand our team. We wanted to expand our products. We wanted to obviously expand our productivity. So it was it was enabling us to literally jump a level. Um, which we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Let's be honest. I mean, we would have eventually. Um, but it was it was. But apart from the actual funds, it was the confidence. It was like, and to hear that that it was a unanimous decision, everybody loved it. You know, there was just something so validating about it, um, and it just it it really was a game changer for us. See, everybody loves the fairies because if you don't, you know what happens. <laughs> Listen, we only deal with nice fairies, okay? They're only the nice ones we deal with. (laughs) So you're set up, you're expanding, but as happens so frequently in business, there are changes. And you went on as well to fund not once, I think twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, you know, you outgrow. Um, you 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 have there's a there's a journey basically that you go on as a company. Um, and particularly when you start to sell it, sell outside the company or outside the country. So LEO, um, our relationship with LEO had run its course in, in, in genuinely, and I can't say enough about the support that we received on every level. Um, but then obviously when we got into exporting, it was um, in Enterprise Ireland then, um, which, which, which was the natural next step. Um, it was actually a funny one because we actually got in contact with um, our uh, Enterprise Ireland, the New York office got in contact with us because we were starting to sell in the US and they were like okay you need to take this next step now and um, we obviously spoke to LEO and then it was we got we got match funding then from EI at that stage again massive massive step purely to actually expand overseas which was a challenge that we 
probably naively um, took on uh, purely thinking that, well, we all speak the same language, so we're all going to buy the same. Whereas it it just wasn't the case. It absolutely wasn't. And without that kind of knowledge, never mind, again, the funding, the knowledge of um, being able to actually crack even one stage in America, um, EI were, were brilliant and very, very supportive in that too. And to keep it real, tell me some of the, or just one, just one of the really big mistakes that you may have made. Packaging packaging without a shadow of a doubt we thought that we could communicate like we had spent so much time and so much money on getting our messaging correct um you know with our european say our european believers as we call them and particularly our irish ones um and we went to america and we were like okay great there we, we we got it on the shelves um and in order to actually understand, because it was a brand new concept, it wasn't a jigsaw or a baby doll. It was a brand new concept. And you have in maybe in, in Ireland and particularly in Ireland, you would have a good 20 seconds for a person to pick up the product and turn it over and read the information that they need to do in order to understand what it is. In America, they, you don't get that. You had less than five seconds to actually land the information. And I presume you found this out afterwards? Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And again, it was just because it was brand new and um, people obviously were drawn to the Irish thing straight away. And um, I mean, that definitely was the truth in, with our American followers. But it, they didn't. American our Amer- American customers are what we would have liked um, them to be. They picked it up and didn't turn it over. They didn't know what it was and they put it back down again. Um, and after that, we that kind of started to filter through very early. Um, I mean, we'd placed the product very successfully. I mean, in 2014 or 2015, we were the one of the top, um, kind of the top brands to look out for in New York Toy Fair. It was like monumental. And but the yes, Kardashians helped there. But, oh, absolutely. But for those who want to know that. Have a look online. Yes. Uh, they can read it there. That's <laughs> exactly. the story has been told so often. That, that's, for, that's for sure. But what we ended up doing then is is actually talking to American box developers um, that had worked for Hasbro and Nickelodeon. And they were like just basically saying, and this sounds very um, negative, but Americans don't do words. They do pictures. Um, and again, a learning that we would never have known um, that, you know, in order for your for us to get their attention we needed to take the words out and put pictures in which we did and one of the words that is going to come out now for a different reason is Irish and you're going to go through the fairy door Mm -hmm. because you have yet another change in the business a huge change yeah massive massive change Um, as a toy brand um the holy grail is is animation i mean as i you know i was talking to you earlier you go into um smiths and all you need to do is look there's at least four solid aisles of merchandise from animation um and there's every type like you know whether it's earphones to walkie talkies to figures to to plush soft toys um the the merchandise industry um in animation is absolutely monumental um so as a toy brand it's where we 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 absolutely wanted to go um and we're there thank thanks be to god having said that i would be it would be wrong of me to say that it has been an easy road it absolutely hasn't um you know animation takes an awful lot longer than we thought it did um and as a small business that's a big challenge but as i was also chatting to you beforehand about that's uh, part of the uh, entrepreneurial journey 
five, six, seven years ago, if I had spoken with you about animation, you would have said, yeah, I like Mickey Mouse or something. But uh, you actually now know an awful lot about yeah. the industry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We've learned very, very quickly. Let me tell as you. As you have to. As you have to in everything. As your brand, ex as your brand expands, you know, wh whatever direction, direction it takes, you have to learn very, very quickly. Um, yeah, there is there's the, the stages of animation um, and the way the pace that they work, because obviously it's so creative heavy um it's it's much much slower than we anticipated yet as i as you just said we've learned along the way okay so now the expectation is rather than like two weeks something that we thought might take two weeks will take two months do you know and it's again just getting your head around that and then kind of fitting your business goals around that um has been massively challenging i mean i wouldn't i would be lying if i said it wasn't but you remain the optimist the entrepreneur and Having started in a recession, you went up, you came down, you went up, came down. It's on the up again now. You're not going to put anybody off being an entrepreneur. Without a shadow of a doubt, no, I wouldn't. Um, I think um, following something like, I mean, you know, Fairy Doors was born out of sheer grit. You know, it was born out of believing in something and believing we could make a difference. Um, and I think no matter what you're selling, whatever sector you're in, you have to really, truly believe that what you have will make a difference. Um, we did and we still do. Absolutely. It's, it's a wonderful journey. It's very, very challenging. But the ups are phenomenal you know and they are worth the downs but just know going in that it isn't an easy journey but just always just always remember always kind of ground yourself it's in the passion of actually what you're trying to do you know always remember okay what is the goal what is my passion because I mean entrepreneurs are in in my opinion entrepreneurs are the most gutsy most unbelievably creative wonderful um, hardy people and just remember the reason that you got you know whenever the tough times come and they will just remember the reason why you got involved in the first place and always go back there and since the fairies are minding you and they're sprinkling you with their fairy dust if I talk to you when I talk to you in a year's time where will the fairy door company be Ideally, um, we will have entirely rebranded to um, Through the Fairy Door and we would be a sub-brand of Through the Fairy Door. The Irish Fairy Door company will hopefully still exist, but it will be married to um, this animation. Um, to be honest with you, um, we, are, we are very proud to be in the position now to say that we have done everything that we can do. You know, we are very, very, very proud of what we, we've achieved. We are now as a company ready to move on to the next level and whether that's acquisition or whether it's um, a partnership or whatever it may be and um, we're we're open to kind of seeing what comes next and you would obviously advise people to go and have a chat both initially with their leo and when they grow with Enterprise Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of people, especially people with ideas, you know, because people seem to think that they can only go to a, an LEO office if they have something established and if they have all their ducks in the row. That's what LEO actually help you to do. They help you even with a very, very early stage idea to get your ducks in a row. Um, you know, they, they are an incredible resource. And I, I'm not, I'm genuinely not just saying that they are. They're really, really good people. It's a wonderful, wonderful service to have that an awful lot of countries even in Europe don't have um, you know they're in every county in the country you know they're there and they're ready and they're waiting for you Niamh Sherwin Barry thank you so much for joining us on the podcast series you're so welcome
This podcast was produced by Team SBS Podcasts on behalf of the local enterprise offices. It was recorded at Collaborative Studios, Dublin. Making it happen with expert advice, mentoring, training and funding supports. The local enterprise offices are supported by Enterprise Ireland, local authorities and the Government of Ireland. 